This is Pastor Cody Sturgill. I'm so thankful you're listening today. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence. Keeping your heart is a daily work. We need to daily fill our minds with God's Word. Join me as we hear a Bible message from the pulpit of Chilhowee Baptist Church. with me the book of Matthew chapter number 26 and as the Lord leads we're working our way through this passage of the scripture and coming near the end 28 chapters of the book of Matthew and we find ourselves toward the end of Matthew chapter 26 this morning I want to preach this message titled living a cup life in a sword world Uh, living a cup life c-u-p life in a sword s-w-o-r-d world. And I think it will become more clear as we study God's Word together this morning. If you begin our reading as we turn our Bibles, Matthew chapter number 26, verse number 42. The Bible says, He went away again the second time and prayed, saying, O my Father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. And he left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then cometh he to his disciples and saith unto them, Sleep on now and take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. Behold, he is at hand that doth betray me. And while he yet spake, lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a great multitude with swords and staves from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that same is he. Hold him fast. And forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master And kissed him. And Jesus said unto him, Friend, wherefore art thou come? Then came they and laid hands on Jesus and took him. And behold, one of them which were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck a servant of the high priest and smote off his ear. Then said Jesus unto him, Put up again thy sword into his place. For all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my Father, and he shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels? But how then shall the Scriptures be fulfilled, that thus it must be? In that same hour Jesus said Jesus to the multitudes, Are ye come out as against a thief with swords and staves, For to take me, I sat daily with you teaching in the temple, and ye laid no hold on me. But all this was done, that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. And we come to this passage of scripture, and the first thing I read is Jesus praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. Three times he prayed. Three times he mentioned the cup. And literally, the cup represents the will of God. Jesus says this cup, he would suffer death. 
he would suffer bearing the sins and the penalty of sins, the sins of the whole world. As he took the cup. But when Jesus took the cup and obeyed the will of God, out of the cup came the blessing. You see, it was God's perfect will. And Jesus, God the Son's perfect obedience, meshed together that offered the sacrifice for our sins and promised and gave the opportunity for eternal life for every man. You see, Jesus took the cup. He obeyed the will of God. And the end result was the glory and the promise that we have of God's unfailing love and forgiveness. The promise of eternal life and heaven, the work that Jesus did by taking the cup, obeying the will of God, fighting sin, the flesh, the devil, with the power and blessing of the will of God. Jesus took the cup. But we see in this passage of Scripture also a recurring theme. The Bible says in verse 47, While he yet spake, lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a great multitude with swords and staves, swords and sticks in their hands, coming to capture the king of kings. Can you imagine how foolish? Swords and staves. The Bible says in verse number 51, we know this to be Peter. Behold, one of them which were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck a servant of the high priest and smote off the ear. Verse 52, Jesus speaking to Peter, he says, Put up again thy sword into, thy pla- into his place. And Jesus says, All they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. And then again in verse 55, in the same hour said Jesus to the multitudes, Are ye come out as against a thief with swords and staves? For to take me, I sat daily with you teaching in the temple, and you laid no hold on me. Swords, swords and staves. And in this passage of Scripture, we see a comparison and contrast between two things and two completely different ways of doing business. One is very effective. The other is not. You see, for the child of God, the cup is the answer. Now, I would tell you this on the authority of the Word of God, that by no means when I compare the cup to the sword do I mean that God's people shouldn't arm themselves and God's people shouldn't protect themselves from threats and harms. That is not how God works. That's not what we're taught. We are to protect our own and we are to bear arms. But there is a war going on and there is a spiritual war and a battle and there is a perspective and a mindset that Christian people should have that is different from those of the world. We should rest in the cup, in the will of God. We should live lives that are principled, trusting God to meet the needs, knowing that if we'll do do right and obey God and be faithful to the Lord, He's faithful to us. 
we invoke the powers of God and the power of heaven. And there's the other side, the less effective, actually totally ineffective side, and it is the sword. That mentality that says that we must have the sword, we must fight for ourselves, we must carry our own burdens, we must do our own war. Folks, I want you to know something. I know you know it to be true. If you're honest, the longer you live, the more you realize that there are things that are bigger than you. There are problems that are greater than you. There are things that are completely out of your hands. And we are so foolhardy at times to think that I can wield a sword and I can do my own battle and I can do my own fighting. And I want to encourage you to do something today. Determine to live a cup life in a, in a sword world. And I think there's some interesting things we can see and conclusions we can draw from God's Word today as we look at this story. Jesus has just been a little further away with the disciples, specifically the inner circle. He's prayed. His sweat has become as great drops of blood. He has accepted the cup. He's accepted the will of God. And he finishes his prayer and finds the disciples sleeping. He wakes them up. He says, now listen, this, the one that betrays me, Judas, and his mob, they're on their way. Let's meet them. They get up and meet the mob. It's a, it's a fascinating story, and there's angles of it that we can't, we can't see all the angles in one of the gospel records, and we can compare them all. And There's amazing things that happen in this passage of Scripture. And in this scene, in the cover of darkness, the disciples and Jesus meet the mob led by one of the disciples himself, Judas, Judas Iscariot. Judas has made a plan. Before they approach Christ, he's told the multitude sent by scribes and elders and chief priests. He's told the mob, here's the, here's the deal, here's the plan. The one I kiss, that's the one you need to take. Judas leads the mob and offers the kiss. They take, lay hands on our Savior to hold him fast. Peter reaches and rips out his sword and whacks off Malchus's ear. Jesus in mercy and love bends down and takes his ear and sticks it back to his head. Miraculous power of God. There's a scene here at one moment when the multitude comes and asks who it is. Jesus speaks and the Bible teaches in one of the gospel records. I'd encourage you to find it. That the whole multitude falls. <laughs> the power of God. The multitude's there. Judas has kissed Jesus. They've taken him by force. Peter has cut off Malchus's ear. And they take Jesus away to be tried. And Jesus speaks to Peter and he says, put your sword away. He says, if you live by the sword, you'll die by the sword. Peter looks at, Jesus looks at the multitude and says, guys... Have you come to get me like a thief with swords and sticks? He says, I was with you in the temple teaching. 
And you didn't try to take me then. And today I want to encourage you as we look at this passage of Scripture and this story. Determined to live a cup life in a sword world. Let's consider first of all the sword. Let's consider first of all the sword. By the way, Jesus took the cup. He obeyed the will of God. He let God's word and principle rule his life. And I'll just have you know something. He went to the cross and he went to the grave. But he arose victoriously and he paid the price for our sins. The cup life produces the right fruit. But Judas, the mob, and even the disciples, the 11 other disciples, on this particular day chose the sword. And they've all lived to regret it. Let's learn from God's word today. Number one, the sword. Let's think about the sword. The sword isn't just isn't just a sword in your hand, a double-bladed weapon of war. The sword gives us the perspective and the idea of a mindset going into life's troubles. The sword represents force. The sword represents the world's mode and method of winning battles and winning victory. The sword. Look what the Bible says in verse 47. And while he yet spake, lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a great multitude. Now when we look at this passage of Scripture, what did Judas and the chief priests and the elders and the people, what had they decided to do? Now Jesus had really messed up their plan. He had made and shown how empty their religion was. Jesus had proven that if they were to follow him, their earthly power would not have the same substance. And these people, instead of choosing the cup, they chose the sword. Now the first thing we see as we think about the sword is that they went to get Jesus with a great multitude. I want you to know something about the mindset of secularism, the mindset of humanism, the mindset of the flesh. Thank you for listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. Keep Thy Heart Daily is a ministry of Chilhowee Baptist Church in Chilhowee, Virginia. To learn more about the ministries of Chilhowee Baptist Church, check us out at chilhoweebaptistchurch.com. If you'd like to financially support Keep Thy Heart Daily, please send your gift to Chilhowee Baptist Church, P.O. Box 838, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319.